0: Okay, so we've been in what seems to be an ongoing timeout, kind of like one of those everlasting gobstoppers from Willy Wonka's factory. It just seems to never end. But now that people are getting out a little bit more, we wanted to find out what questions are on the minds of America's retirees and pre-retirees. So we've sent out Mark Elliott from our team with his extended, long-handled microphone to get questions from the man and woman on the street, so stay tuned you might just hear a question that's been swimming around in your head, too. Are you ready? It's the On The Money podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now.
1: Welcome back to On The Money. I'm Mark Elliott in the Group 10 Financial Studios alongside financial advocates, retirement wealth specialists, NBC and ABC News contributors, Jerry and Nick Royer. So, we're going to try something this time. We're going to go do a little different thing here. It's time to go to the mailbag, but this time we're going to do it in a little bit of a different way. We're going to head it out. We're going to call this the man on the street or the woman on the street. And, guys, I know you get questions from people all the time. So, we wanted to find out what retirement questions are commonly asked. So, we're going to hear some of those questions from the man or
0: woman in the street. And then you guys give us a response. You think you can handle that? Uh, It should be fun. Right, all right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm used. I'm used to you know seeing the question in the in an email format. So here, getting to here, it's going to be a special treat. There you go, a special treat for all of us right now. The
1: man on the street, the woman on the street. Question. So here it is. Here's our first question.
2: I'm 56 and my wife is 54, and we both plan to keep working for at least five more years. We've done a pretty good job of saving for retirement. I'd like to save even more in the next few years. I know there are limits on how much we can put into retirement accounts each year. Is there anything we can do? That's a great question. Yeah, I'll say that's awesome news, that you can continue to save more. You know, that doesn't happen very often in retirement. If you're trying to save in an IRA, since you are over 50, you and your wife can add $6,000 plus and another thousand as a catch up contribution since you are over fifty. So that's seven thousand dollars for you and seven thousand dollars for your wife. That's fourteen thousand dollars total each year yeah, that you could and set So say
0: planning doing it five more years. That's fourteen thousand total each year they could do for five more years. Now if they've got a four oh one K and a four hundred three B, or maybe even some four fifty-seven plans, or maybe a thrift uh, savings plan if you work for the federal government. You can actually put in $19,500 if you have those plans, uh, $19,500 plus another catch up of $6,500 if you're over 50 on top of that $19,500. So that's $26,000 a year that you can do. Now, outside of that, you can look into saving in what's called a non qualified account. That's just, I guess you could just look at it as non pre tax accounts, non IRA mm-hmm. accounts. Uh, there aren't any limitations on that usually, but the disadvantage is if you're saving money in like a non-qualified or an individual brokerage account, you're going to get taxed on that money every year on ordinary dividends and capital gains. So what some people do is they will use non-qualified annuities because they know they can save money there and it's going to go tax deferred just like their IRAs and they only have to pay taxes on the interest when they take money out. So a lot of people use those investments as well. And those things I just mentioned that are these non-qualified type things, you can put as much money in those as possible. No uh, there's no limitations yeah. on those like with the IRAs or the 401k's. Yeah, so if you're you're like that, you're going, "Hey, I want to try to put myself in a little bit better position.
1: I've got a, I've got some time on my hands before I actually hit retirement. You've got questions about how do I save a little bit more and do it more efficiently?" It's 800-691-3372 to talk with the team at Group 10 Financial 800-691-3372. All right, this next question, I'm going to preface it by saying this. I want you to answer Absolutely no. Okay. So here you go. Here's the question
2: My retirement question is about taxes. Do we have to pay income tax after we retire since we won't be getting a paycheck anymore?
1: Can you answer no? Say, no, you're retired. There's no more taxes. Don't
0: even have to worry about taxes anymore. (laughs) Um, I can't, I cannot do that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, uh, that would be not compliant.
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, yes, you do have to continue paying taxes. And it is vital to have a tax-efficient investment program in retirement working for you. Yeah, Even having some money that's completely tax-free would be a goldmine.
0: Yeah, so what ends up happening is the government says, well, you're retired, so you don't have any earned income anymore, but you got distributions from your qualified IRAs and 401ks that you're going to be taxed on. You've got uh, pensions and you've got uh, those types of accounts uh, that you're being taxed on, you got rental income. You're, you're going to have taxes on that too. You got required minimum distribution. So I'm going to tax that. Uh, you know, So there's all these, you got 1099s from bank accounts. So what happens is you've got all these things that actually end up happening that the government actually taxes you for that you just don't know about. And then you retire and you think, but I'm not working anymore. I have no earned income. Yep. But there's all this other stuff that uncle Sam is going to tax you on. And if you have too much of that other stuff. What ends up happening is you might have taxes on your social security. You might have Medicare premiums that are too high. Your RMDs, your requirement distributions might be too high. So there's all these things that can happen. So definitely don't think, uh, you know, I I know what you're, you're thinking. A lot of people think the same way, that you don't have to pay income taxes because you're no longer showing up at work. But that's not how Uncle Sam actually does it on your taxes. And as a matter of fact, what happens to a lot of people is when they retire, their taxes actually go up. Um, unfortunately, because of all these other things that they now have to take income from. Sad. That's a
1: sad answer. I wanted no taxes once I retired, but that's not how it all works. You have questions about taxes. This is something you cannot overlook. It's 800 3372 to chat with the team at Group 10 Financial, 800 All right, here you go. Here's the next question from the man on the street.
0: What happens if I retire and start withdrawing from my retirement accounts, but then decide to go back to work? Would there be any penalties for doing that?
2: Well, there's no penalties if you are over 59 and a half when you do it. Then you're taking money out of IRAs right. or
0: 401ks. Yeah, there
2: wouldn't be any penalty. What can happen is your income is too high. Your taxes could go up.
0: Because you're it. taking work income
2: and, and investment to income. It. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you're under the full retirement age, some of your Social Security income could be taken away if you have too much dollars being generated when you go back to work.
0: Yeah. If you make over a certain amount of income and you went back to work and you're 64, uh, you're not full retirement age yet. So Uncle Sam is going to maybe give you $2 and say, give me one buck back Mm because you make too much. So you got to be careful about some of these things. And then if you're under 59 and a half and you decide to retire, and you're taking money out of your retirement accounts, and you're under 59 and a half.
2: You could have a 10% penalty.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, that's on top of the tax. So you'd have the taxes, and then because you're under 59 and a half, a 10% federal excise tax on top of that. So these are things you got to be careful of, especially if you decide I'm going to retire before my full retirement age. you got to know some of these rules.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the challenge is if you retire at 62, start Social Security, and then at 64, decide to go back to work, well, you're, you're kind of stuck, so you're going to have to do that, as Nick said, that take two, give one back to the government, if you will. All right, final question. Now, this one is going to come from the woman on the street.
2: I see TV commercials mentioning risk tolerance. So what is risk tolerance, and how do I know what mine is? So many people try to focus on returns, and they don't focus on the risk of loss but they could experience.
0: And that's why, like she was mentioning, what is risk tolerance? Why does that even matter? Because, I mean, we always hear about returns, return, return, returns, that it's not until the market drops 34% that we actually start thinking about risk.
2: Yeah, if you loo- look at it this way, if you lose 50% in your 401k, it's going to take 100% just to get back to even.
0: You know, Ben Graham, is the Dean of Wall Street, and he said it this way, the essence of investment management is the management of risk, not the management of returns. The essence of investment management is the management of risk. And this is the dean of Wall Street. Uh, we call it your uncle point. The uncle point is, let's say you saved a million dollars. At what point, how far down would that go before you'd say, uncle, 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 I don't want, to t- I don't want any more losses? Is it 900000 Could you go down 100000 bucks and see your million turn into 900000 Would you be okay of that? If it, is it
2: 800000 like, like Mark was saying, I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to pay any taxes. Well,
0: right? see, what's happened is the world has told us you're either a conservative, moderate, or aggressive investor. Mm-hmm. But what the heck does that mean? You know, I mean, it's like a sleep number bed. You know those sleep number beds. Well, I like a sleep number bed. That, that I like a firm mattress. And I thought my wife liked a firm mattress. But what we found out is we called it the same thing. We both liked firm mattresses. But when we did that sleep number bed, it's on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 100. 100 is firm. As firm as you can get, one is like a marshmallow. What we found out is her definition of firm was like a sleep number 45.
2: And yours mine was, was 100.
0: <laughs> so here we called it the same thing, but it was completely different. So a retiree just can't suffer the catastrophic effects of large losses. It can cause them to go broke uh, way, way too early. And so when it comes to risk tolerance, it sh- your risk tolerance should. Decrease with age. And years ago, we, we've been using this rule of a hundred, right? Yep.
2: Take a hundred, subtract your age from it. So take a hundred. Let's say you're seventy. That tells you that seventy percent of your dollars should be in something that is safe, sound, and secure. Thirty percent could still be in some prudent investment to offset for future inflation and tax. That can have risk, right? Mm-hmm. Some risk, but yeah, it's got to be ri- managed risk.
0: But I mean, eighty percent people uh, of people that we meet with, they have a mismatch. They say, I want uh, uh, you know, this portfolio, but then when we actually do a stress test on their actual money, it is a complete polar mismatch. And we can do a stress test on your money and help you make sure that your investments match how you are, uh, you know, what risk you are comfortable taking. A lot of people, what we end up finding is, though, um, they have downside risk in their portfolio where they could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars and they never knew it. And now is a good time, especially with what's going on uh, in the volatility that we've had in the market. Now is a good time to look at your situation and maybe say, maybe what I should do is a risk realignment on my money. Okay. And and maybe I'm taking on more risk than I actually should be taking um, because it's a lot harder. When you're not working anymore, it's a lot harder to build back that wealth. The number, of
1: course, 800 691 3372. And of course, you can also text the word retire to that same number as well. 800-691-3372. So call or text the word retire to 800-691-3372. Get started. No time like the present.
0: 800-691-3372. Guys, enjoyed it. Have a great week. We'll do it again next week. Don't forget, you can go to onthemoneyshow.com. Onthemoneyshow.com. You can download our podcast right there. And then also you can go to our website group10financial.com it doesn't matter if you spell the 1010 or t e n group10financial.com for so many other great resources and free downloads out there for you to use anytime you want.
2: And until then, once more I want to thank you for your time this time until next time. So long everyone.
0: You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.